0: a better life Brianna's hope Randy Davis's mission to help those seeking recovery and healing part one on episode number 69 of the to be encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C Trumbull you are welcome to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Bishop Tremble is on a mission to encourage you with the love of Jesus Christ so you can rise to your highest potential. On To Be Encouraged, Bishop Tremble speaks to a discouraged world with a good word on the pandemic, racism, the environment, human sexuality, and the state of the church with a focus on centering your life on the love of Jesus Christ. Has there ever been a more needed time for an encouraging word to our world? This is your time to rise to your greatest potential and to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Hello again, good people, and welcome back to this episode of To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. This is the podcast where we look to offer an encouraging word to an often discouraged world. I am your co-host, Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. In today's episode, number 69, we have a powerful and inspiring conversation with Reverend Randy Davis, the founder and executive director of A Better Life, Brianna's Hope. In joining Bishop Trimble and myself, Reverend Dr. Brad Miller, Reverend Davis shares his incredible journey in the addiction community, spreading help and hope to those seeking recovery. Throughout this episode, we learn about the impactful work of A Better Life, Brianna's Hope, which empowers qualified leaders and provides support to those with personal experience in addiction. While Rev. Davis himself does not come from an addiction background, he brings a deep compassion and experience supporting family members who have lost loved ones. The conversation delves into the importance of finding peace of mind, heart, and a relationship with Christ in order to truly move forward in recovery. As Rev. Davis shares his personal experiences, we are reminded of the power of faith and the strength that comes from embracing one's journey with Christ at your side, We also dive into the origins of the organization as Reverend Davis recounts his encounter with a prayer found in a young woman named Brianna's handwriting shortly before her tragic passing connected to substance abuse. This prayer has since become a powerful symbol representing the struggles of those in the center of addiction and spreading across various uh, media platforms. Reverend Davis' story takes us from his initial encounter with Christianity at the Bethel United Methodist Church to his calling to leave his construction job and enter the ministry. And with the uh, support of his spouse, he's been able to fulfill his purpose and raise his children, among other things in his life, with a strong Christian influence. We also explore the heartbreaking loss of Brianna. The story, which led to Reverend Davis, to share, was encouraged to share her story, and to raise an awareness about addiction, and prevent others from experiencing the same pain and the peril. So, the formation of a better life, Brianna's hope, led from that initial tragedy to the numerous chapters spanning different states, and denominations and churches. Reverend Davis's dedication and impact has been really remarkable. We tell his story here today. So throughout this episode, Reverend Davis emphasizes the in walks of life with open arms and the meetings which provide not only support but also nourishment have a profound impact on people, helping them in their recovery journey. The website for A, a Better Life, Brianna's Hope, Is a b l b h dot org. That's where you can find out much more about the organization. Also, Reverend Davis has a new book out called Recovery Conversations and a podcast, Faith in Your Recovery Podcast. We'll put connections to all of those aspects to connecting with Reverend Davis at our website, tobeencouraged.com. So we invite you in this episode to delve into the incredible work of A Better Life, Brianna's Hope, and the inspiring story of Reverend Randy Davis. I know you're going to be encouraged and inspired to make positive changes, find hope and support for people who are pursuing a better life. We also invite you to stay tuned Next time around for part two of this conversation, as this is just part one of a rather lengthy conversation that Bishop Trimble and I have with Randy Davis. It's a captivating conversation. Check out part two next time around. Our guest today is Reverend Randy Davis, retired a pastor in Indiana Conference of United Methodist Church, he is the founder and executive director of A Better Life, Brianna's Hope. He's a Ball State University graduate, a U.S. Army veteran, a Vietnam War vet. We said thank you for your service. And, uh, and But his present passion, what we're talking about here today, is involvement in the recovery community. He's the founder and executive director of the recovery movement, the particular program of Better Life, Brianna's Hope. And among the other things he's been involved with is over a uh, uh, hundred celebrations of life, service for those who died from overdoses or other things related to substance abuse. And he is devoted to mental health. We thank you for being our guest here today with us, Randy. Welcome to uh, to be encouraged thank you very much
1: to both of you i appreciate this opportunity to share what we are what we're about and just to spend this time with both of you much appreciated
0: bishop can you give us a welcome and any thoughts you want to have about randy before we jump into his story here
2: yeah welcome pastor randy davison thank you uh we've talked before it's been a little while and i i really wanted to connect and get our listeners on the podcast to to know that there are people who are actually engaging uh uh in in our community regarding addiction and that there is indeed uh opportunity for people to live a better life and to not to struggle by themselves i think too often there are too many people in our communities that are feeling that they are facing challenges by themselves and i think that you will be able to not only share share some stories but also share how this ministry got started and uh, and how how we we still are grieving the loss of so many people, uh, so many people uh, too soon uh, due to addiction. Hmm.
0: Well, Randy, as a part of what we like to kind of set context a little bit, we'd just like to hear a bit about your faith story, just a touch of that, just a kind of an abridged version of it, how you came to Christ and how that eventually has led you into this mission and ministry that you're involved in right now.
1: I'll try to keep it short, there's nothing simple about it though. Uh, It's just been an incredible ride up to this point, an incredible relationship, having Christ by my side and getting to walk with him. I was not raised in what we would call a Christian home, but a young lady that I became very attracted to ended up marrying it'll be 52 years ago this august 21. good for you we're we're proud of that absolutely Uh, we she one sunday morning we hadn't been married long i was out of the military and she said i'm going to church this morning if you want to be with me why don't you come along otherwise you can stay home i decided i'd rather be with her than be at home watching tv I went, and the story goes on from there. Uh, I found Christ in the Dunkirk of Bethel United Methodist Church, north of Dunkirk, Indiana. And I was a lay leader there, a liturgist, highly involved with the youth, would fill in on occasion. And at the age of 33, I was bivocational in construction. And God spoke to me one night, and I knew the construction had to go and the ministry had to come. I sat in tears for quite some time just trying to sort it out. But I know now I made the right decision. And at our wedding, we had used the scripture. My wife <laughs> had repeated it the story of Ruth: Whither thou goest, I will go and she has been dearly alongside all the way. I know there are ministers who don't have that support, and I feel for that, but I could not ask her to be a better minister's wife. The phone would ring at 2 a.m. She'd have my clothes out before I got off the phone, and she'd just always been a vital part of it. Came from a solid Christian family. We've been able to raise our boys that way, grandchildren. We're thankful to God for the blessings he's provided, the opportunities he's given.
0: And that's led you eventually to starting and being part of Brianna's Hope. So tell us, give us a little context there about how that got started.
1: Sure. I was in active ministry for, uh, let's see, 35, 37 years before I retired as a licensed local pastor most of that time. And upon my retirement, I wondered what I was going to do with life. I don't have woodworking skills. I don't have mechanical skills. My skills are between my nose and my chin. Uh, Hmm. And and I can speak out in many different ways, good, bad, or ugly. I didn't say it was always the best, but that's where my skills lie. And through ministry through a young lady in our area disappearing just two years before I retired. I contacted the family, went on board. That was June of 2014. And since that time, we've taken Better Life, Brianna's Hope, we call ourselves a participant-driven Christ-filled... Compa- no, excuse me, a participant-driven christ-led compassion movement for those battling battle with substance use disorder and we've you know raised that flag, we've pushed through, we've touched lives, changed lives, saved lives. We've lost lives too, unfortunately. I don't like to mention that, but the fact's the fact, we've done our best. But I realize not every lawyer is gonna win every case, not every doctor is gonna win every battle with cancer. But that doesn't stop us, that just increases our resolve to continue to fight for those who want a better life, who wanna get out of that time of addiction. So this November, we'll be nine years old, and we're going strong and continuing to celebrate and, uh, you know, following along those words of Christ just to follow him in it. I love the title of this podcast. My spiritual gift has always been edification or encouragement. So I feel like this is a good fit to be here, and it's a a comfortable moment for, uh,
0: for me. Quite, quite a story of uh, mission and ministry right there, Bishop. And I know you've got some things you really, really have, have have engaged you about this ministry.
2: Yep, yep. Uh, Pastor Randy, uh, thank you again for being on the podcast. And, and I've shared some of the story before in other venues about a uh, Better Life Brianna hopes. Can you, can you tell us Brianna's story if you're willing to share that? Uh, I know it's it's kind of a sad, but there's a redemptive part of her story as well and what what really began to this ministry to take to take hold and then to multiply it's actually a ministry that's based upon on growing so more people can be reached more people can be helped uh to become to live to live free lives free free of addiction eventually
1: yes Actually, on June 16, 2014, Brianna DeBatiste of Dunkirk, Indiana, was reported as missing and for the next 10 weeks, there was a countywide, multi-county, statewide, multi-statewide search for her, not knowing how she'd be found. The family made it clear they recognized and realized that uh, she had addiction issues, and that was probably going to lead to her being found, or at least with that, that knowledge, people would know the kind of places she might be seen. It was 10 weeks later that a body was found laying atop the ground, covered over with brush in an abandoned cemetery in Jay County, Indiana. And at that point, after having walked with her family, they welcomed me on board, gave me carte blanche with anything I ever wanted to say or do with, with her story because they didn't want anybody else to face or deal, which she- they had dealt with that time of despair her mom attending church and the pain on her face and her body and her posture. I mean, I I can't imagine her being any different than she was, but that allowed me some very intimate moments with the family. It helped me to understand Brianna's need and in turn allowed me to come into connection with many folks who struggled with the same issues, be it alcohol or drugs. And from there, there was a little bit of money left over from a GoFundMe page for her burial expenses. They gave me that $2,500 to start a program like A Better Life, Brianna's Hope. And from there, when we had our first meeting, November 5, of 2014 at the Red Key United Methodist Church we moved from there to a to a bank and then we moved back to the church and we've just You know, we've been able to stretch out to like 45 chapters with another new one starting soon or restart in Huntington, Indiana at the United Methodist Church there. I tout the United Methodist Church because that's my background. But understand, we've got about 17 different denominations involved, either in leadership or location. And yeah, I always tell folks, you can go to a town the size of Indianapolis and you're not going to find many ecumenical groups. That are gonna house mm-hmm. 17 different denominations and they're getting along. It's I think it's because we're not we're not worried about theology. We're worried about helping people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've That's always funny. been one who believes I want to be the total me that god created me to be and i want to help you do the same thing i'm not asking you to be like me or to follow me by any means but if you can become the you that you were created to be man we're going to be a whole lot better community family church world so that's gotten us to where we are today Uh, As I said, we've got 45, 46 chapters. We're in four different states, including Indiana, Ohio, Virginia... In South Carolina. Our South Carolina chapter is real near Myrtle Beach. I'd love to go there a couple, three times this summer, or excuse me, this winter, and give them an update on training. So we'll see if we can get in there and make that happen. But uh, we've sent over 2,000 individuals to treatment. We've been able, as I said earlier, to touch, change, and save lives, to bring healing, to to hurting hearts, hurting families. We've been able to offer help in many different ways, and we're excited about where we are and what's going on today. And I just wonder what God's going to do next or how he will
2: direct us. You're one of the most energetic, enthusiastic leaders that I've met in my 41 years of ministry, Randy, and I. I, I get charged and excited just hearing you talk. Can you say a word about Brianna's prayer? I, it's become a prayer. I, I think it was a letter, maybe she left, uh, and and I know it's got widespread circulation. But some people may have never heard that. Maybe give us a little background to that and and how that's how that's been utilized because what that's she expresses true. is is the is the heart of a lot of people. Yes, this is what
1: we call in A Better Life, Brianna's Hope, our foundational document. We require that this be used at every meeting where the group is together, use the prayer. I go into the jail each Thursday here in our local county. We use the prayer there, wherever we're together. This prayer was found by her mother in Brianna's handwriting three days before her body was located. So this is Brianna's heart in a nutshell, but man, it's a large nutshell. Here's how it reads. Please, Lord, look after me and my family. Please help me to do the right thing and to show people I'm not a bad person inside or out and help me, Lord, to get through this disappointment again. And no, I make mistakes, but who doesn't? I don't do it to do wrong. I do it because I feel I have no other choice. I want a better life, Lord. I do. Please help me. Do to me is what you feel is best. I surrender to you in Jesus' name. To me, that's pretty powerful prayer, and it's it's a blatant reminder of uh, one of the verses I always like to use, which is Genesis 50:20. You intended to harm me. But God intended it for good to accomplish what has now done, the saving of many lives. So Brianna's prayer has been read over TV, the radio, the internet, every one of our meetings. It's exposed uh, her, her heart, as you said. And it is the cry of many who are in the center of that struggle with addiction.
2: So that's, that's what a prayer is about. Well, she mentions in that prayer, Randy, A Better Life. So can you say a word about the organization of A Better Life? Uh, is that not what we all want? A better life? I, so so say. Yeah, I believe that with
1: all my heart. And that's where her title came from, was from her words and her hope, Brianna's hope for those words. I, you know, I... I see people fight through this battle all the time. We've dealt with thousands. Uh, It's just a fact, not trying to be arrogant. Uh, There are many groups who deal with folks who are struggling with addiction. But the fact to me, the addiction starts with a choice. I believe a better life starts with a choice too. Uh, Sometimes we don't know how to make that choice or where to make that choice. People come to us very raw very real, kind of in a sloppy state of life, but we respect that and try to help them find their pieces, P-I-E-C-E-S, and their piece, P-E-A-C-E. And I know for a fact you do that through Christ. Uh, we're, we're a Christ-led organization, as I said. We don't force feed that to anyone, but we're going to live our witness before you we'll use our words we'll use our style we're going to hope pray you come on board and we can
2: get you in his fold as well so so tell me how is uh how are the meetings organized who leads the group obviously you're not in 46 different places running these (laughs) running these chapters these groups so so what what's required do you need a location do what do churches do that 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 sponsor a group or host a group and who who keeps that that uh, how do people find out about find out yeah. about this their-
1: well we're we're very active on social media <laughs> And the word in the addiction community travels as fast as the word in the drug-using community. When they find success, they find help, they find hope, they're ready to bring a friend on board. And that friend may live several miles away. They may want to attend the meeting for a while, but then the drive and the time element gets beyond them. So we probably at least three, maybe even four times a year have a training that we invite prospective uh, leaders to. We'll explain who we are, what we're about. We'll give them guidelines. We'll provide materials. And that's how we're able to, you know, to spread out as we have to get as qualified a leadership as we can many times. It's people who've been there and done that and have the scars to prove it. Uh, I do not come from an addiction background, but I come from a background of compassion where I've dealt with those family members who have lost a loved one, and it's become very real to me. I know how to hurt with them. I may not know what the true meaning of using that drug or alcohol is, but I know about your heart. And I want you to have peace of mind, peace of heart, relationship with Christ, and be able to move forward from there.
2: Randy, my understanding is you've got some some different rules that maybe some groups, other groups have in terms of whether people can participate. I, for example, if a person is... What if a person is inebriated and still comes to a meeting? Are they welcome? What if a person is still using and they've been invited by someone who's maybe further along the recovery process? Uh, So uh, would they be in the same crowd or the same gathering? How does that, you know, some programs, you can't stay in the housing, transitional housing if if you're using or you can't come to the group session while you're high and uh, I, I'm just curious. I'm speaking as a person who who doesn't really know. Uh, I uh, but understand. I, yeah.
1: We try to to somewhat be the church to people. My understanding is, church is that door is open to anybody who will walk through it. You come in the best or the worst of sinners. I don't know if there's a difference between the two, okay? Mm-hmm. Or you come in that. You know that that Christian disciple who was who has fallen in the last week. The operative word you use there is still. Yeah, regardless of what's going on in your life, we still want you at the meeting because we believe we can have an impact. You're still using. We've had so many people tell us if you'd have kicked me out of this meeting the first six times I came when you knew I was high. I wouldn't be in recovery today. And one of the keys to our meetings has been we offer a meal before most every meeting. That brings folks in. Some of them get the best meal they'll have all week because they're just, they're in a situation to where they just can't take proper care of themselves. But then if that meal will. We keep coming back. <laughs> you keep coming back until you find something that will hold you even
2: stronger. Absolutely. So what's been the, are, are you keeping, uh, you know, everybody talks about metrics and measurements and how do you know it's making a difference? Uh, what's the answer when people ask you, well, funders that may want to provide funding say, well, how, how do you know it's making a difference? Is there a way of oh, tracking yeah.
1: that? It, it's a very difficult thing to do to truly track it as you could with some situations because what is success? What is the measurement in this? Another day of being sober is a success, as far as I'm concerned, for our folks. Another day of being clean or staying out of jail. Is it a failure if you go to jail? uh what- how do we look at that? but we've gotten to the point where we have enough testimonials, enough stories, enough names. We can bring people I could bring a list onto this show. I could bring a string of people that would far go beyond your your abilities to sit there comfortably and listen uh we've put, helped to lead people out of the dark some others out of the fire and we just recently i'm gonna go ahead and plug this now uh we just recently created this book recovery conversations with randy davis we have a podcast that airs every Friday on all leading podcast stations. It comes on at 6 a.m. on Fridays. We're now into about podcast 93. And again, it's called Faith in Your Recovery. And we have taken some of our most listened to stories from that experience and put them in written form. To where somebody who will never listen to a podcast, somebody who will never attend a meeting, can have almost a manual for success, a manual for hope. Be it for yourself, your child who's struggling with addiction, your parent who's going through the battle, a brother or sister or friend or a family member of any type, and It's got stories in there of a young lady who was a full-blown alcoholic at the age of 14. She's now found sobriety. It's got one of a fellow in there from the Decatur area who lost the entirety of his 20s to incarceration. And now he's leading a major recovery group, and he will tell you his his favorite three words are God's got this and he lives that. He has that that faith and that belief. So we can give you a string yeah. of And then testimony. Bishop there's
0: also just uh those anecdotal stories are great but there is some 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 metrics on the uh, ablbh.org uh, website 45 chapters 39 uh, Four in Ohio, one in Virginia, South Carolina, over 900 in attendance, 1,750 people assisted in treatment, 80 people employed by recovery organizations, uh, 700 Commitments to Christ, uh, 27,000 people served from K through 12. I think those are pretty impressive statistics uh, right there. And we know where it started with one small community in northern Indiana, and it spread... uh, Pretty far. So, I think we've got good anecdotal, uh, anecdotal stories in the book and in the podcast and what we're sharing here today, but also some good metrics as well. We're going to leave it right there for the time being. Hit the pause button here in episode number 69 with Randy Davis uh, about uh, a better life, Brianna. So, a lot has been said, but you know, there's a lot more for you to hear. We have uh, A lot more of this interview that uh, Bishop Trimble and I did with Randy Davis. Some fascinating stuff you're you're going to want to hear, especially pertinent to people who want to uh, engage and start uh, chapters like Brianna's Hope in your local community and in your local church. So that's episode number 70 coming up next time here on To Be Encouraged. You're going to want to check that out and check out all our episodes of the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Our guest today being... Randy Davis really was a powerful exploration of the work that's being done in the addiction community through this through the organization we talked so much about here today, Better A Better Life, Brianna's Hope. Let's talk about three key takeaways from this episode. Number one is the importance of empowering qualified leaders. The work of a better life, Brianna's Hope, rests on the shoulders of dedicated leaders who have personal experience with addiction, and by empowering these folks who've gone through their own struggles and triumphs, the organization is able to uh, spread its reach and offer help and hope to those seeking recovery. And this model of leadership reminds us of the power of lived experience that impacts the lives of other people. The second thing, finding peace through Christ. Reverend Randy Davis, our key uh, our guest on this episode, highlighted the importance of finding peace of mind, heart, and a relationship with Christ in order to move forward in recovery. He emphasized that this piece comes from a personal journey. And even though in his case, he did not come from an addiction background, he showed his compassion and his experience for the family members of Brianna who, and others who have lost loved ones by sharing the news moving forward. And this is an insight which underscores the holistic approach to recovery that really recognizes this connection between the spiritual and the mental health and the physical presence. The third thing is sharing stories and offering support. The tragic loss of Brianna inspired the creation of A Better Life, Brianna's Hope, and her story continued to be a driving force behind this organization's mission and the continued sharing of Brianna's story and offering support to individuals struggling with addiction, the other Brianna's of the world. That means that a better life, Brianna's hope, has touched, changed, and saved countless lives. That's the power of storytelling. That's the power of where compassion is made evidence through this, and it's made evident throughout this episode. And it underlines the importance of a community and connection in the recovery process. So it's clear that, Uh, A Better Life, Brianna's Hope, is making a a significant impact in the addiction community and the community served by this organization. And the efforts of Reverend Randy Davis and his team, they've been able to provide help and support and resources to individuals seeking a better life. Their Christ-led, participant-driven approach has brought light and hope to countless lives. And there's no doubt that their work will continue to grow and evolve in the years to come. So if you'd like to learn more about Brianna's Hope, uh, A a Better Life, Brianna's Hope, and maybe support, I I encourage you to check out their website, ablbh.org, or check out Reverend Davis's book, Recovery Conversations with Randy Davis, or tune into the podcast, Recovery Conversations, and they'll all be helpful to you. I encourage you to continue to support and uplift those people fighting addiction in their community and offering help and hope and love along the way. So thank you for uh, joining uh, uh, Bishop uh, Trimble and I, Reverend Dr. Brad Miller in this episode of to be encouraged. We hope it was uh, this conversation was inspirational and encouraged you to make a positive difference in your life and the lives of others. We invite you to stay tuned next time around for episode 70, which is the second part of our conversation with Randy Davis. You're not going to want to miss that because we delve deeper into his experiences and insights. So until next time, remember to be encouraged and keep spreading hope and always do all the good that you can. Consider yourself encouraged and appreciated for listening to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Now, Please share the blessing and encourage others in your life to listen to Be Encouraged. You can do just that by pointing your people to the website tobeencouraged.com. That's T-O-B-E-E-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-D.com. Or connect through Apple Podcasts where you can follow, rate, and review To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. When you do that, you're doing your part to bring a good word to a discouraged world. Remember to listen next week, to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble, and never forget, God loves you, and there's nothing you can do about it.